Penn State football turned down a couple of times this week in the transfer portal. Players selecting other destinations. That's what we're going to talk about today on the BWI Daily Edition. And not just that, but what those players do at their position and what Penn State really needs out of the portal. Because it's not just a defensive end. It's a pass rusher. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We're going to be talking about that. And all this is informed by what is on the roster right now. They're about to start spring practice next week, so we'll get into that as well. And of course, what are the solutions on the other side? So we'll dig into all of that today and make sure if you like the video, you like the video. Give the video a like, and of course, subscribe to Blue White Illustrated on YouTube. Helps us out here. But most importantly, if you like what we do here at Blue White Illustrated, subscribe over at the website, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Sign up for just $1. Here's the deal, a package deal for you. Blue White Illustrated on YouTube and the website, all for a dollar. That's what I'm doing for you. Link is in the description of this video to go sign up. You get 12 months of premium access. You can see all my film breakdowns. You can see all the insider information from Ryan Snyder and recruiting, our reporting from all of our great reporters, Dave, Nate, and Greg, and so much more. Doing all. Got you covered for Penn State football and for Penn State sports from A to Z. Nobody else gets you from as many angles as we do to get you what you want to know about Penn State football. And one of the biggest things this year has been the discussion at defensive end and the transfer portal. Penn State has put out seemingly more offers to those players that have become public than any other position. And this week, three of them chose different universities. So we're going to start with the one that I think was the most realistic, it seemed, that ended up not working out for the Nittany Lions. That would be going into the transfer portal for Jordan Dominic, defensive end from Georgia Tech, committed to Arkansas this week. And this is not the biggest blow. We'll get to that one in just a little bit. But uh, a good football player, and I think he illustrates what's available for the most part in the transfer portal, and that's why I wanted to start with him. We'll take a look at some of the stats, and I'll give you the background on what I saw when I watched the film. As always, I agree. I would love to show you what I'm talking about, but, you know, can't on YouTube for legal reasons. But we'll get into some of the information. Uh, Jordan Dominic in 2021 took a step back from when he was in 2020, but there's always a story behind the numbers. So five sacks, 20 total pressures, those aren't great. The pressure percentage also is not great as well. 11% of the time he was getting pressure in passing situations. That That is not fit what the Nittany Lions need at defensive end. They need a pass rusher. Now, Dominic, physical body, uh, strong, I'd say more of a power and length guy than he is a speed rusher. Um, but there's a reason he had a lack of production in 2021, and this is going to be the story about one of the guys that is in the portal that is still a possibility, so we'll get to that in just a minute, but if we look at Jordan Dominic in 2020, I think we see the difference here. He had fewer passer rushing attempts, more pressure, because he was put in better rushing situations, so he was actually lining up outside the tackle on third down and going after the quarterback. He was, uh, even on early downs, wasn't used as a five technique, which means you're lined up head over the tackle. You're lined up directly over. You don't have an advantage as a pass rusher at that point. And the result was a better win percentage. Going back to that number, 19 and a half, almost double what it was previously. That was also the best on the team. So, Dominic, you can see the difference here in the stats that he was used differently in 2021 which was, I think, a part of the reason that he uh, left the university. But also, I was reading that he wanted to find a good PT school. So apparently, Arkansas has a good PT school. 
but in 2021, he was used as the setup guy in a lot of rushes where he's coming, crashing down on the tackle and somebody else is coming to the outside to try and get a free rush. That physical, strong frame they were using kind of as a decoy. And he wasn't even on third down pass rushes all that much compared to some of his counterparts. He had more of them in 2020 as opposed to 2021 where he had more opportunities, like fewer pass rushes and more good ones in 2020. So that kind of explains that. But still, from a physical standpoint, not the guy that I think Penn State needed. The real problem to me comes from North Texas, where both Gabriel and Grayson Murphy chose to go, I believe, to UCLA over the Nittany Lions and a couple of other schools. They had a bunch of offers. And the difference here is these guys are pass rushing specialists. Both of them, and I know there's the conversation about was one a linebacker and one of the defensive end. Like here, Here's the reality. If 95% of the time, and that was about what it was for both of these guys, if 90% of the time or 95% of the time you're rushing the passer in pass rushing situations, you're a pass rusher. I don't care where you line up on rundowns. You're a defensive end. So both those guys had elite numbers. We're talking 18 combined sacks last season, and I understand it's North Texas. It's not the ACC, but when you look at their game and their film, much more of what Penn State needs as far as athleticism, burst to the quarterback, and the ability to put pressure on the guy throwing the football because without Arnold Ebikiti, there is a void there. Jesse Lucetta moving on as well, but really, it was a one-man show last season, and Penn State needs to find a way to restock the cupboard when it comes to their pass rushers. It has been a strength of theirs for quite a while. Missed on a couple of guys, couple of guys haven't worked out. Adisa Isaac coming back from injury. That's their one guy that they're banking on is a guy that has played well over time, but then has never led the team, and we have a very small sample size. So the Murphy Twins going somewhere else is a problem because I don't see any of the guys that they've offered. Nobody else has that profile. Uh, and they were a pair of uh, players in the portal that my people I've talked to said Penn State really wanted to get them on campus. That was a goal. There's a couple of players in the portal they really wanted to get on campus. And, and Grayson and Gabriel Murphy were two of them because as a package deal, then you get, you know, twice the amount of pass rush. So what's left? That's really the question. And then once we do that, we'll, we'll take a look at the roster to kind of explain the problem. And... That leads us to O'Shawn Mathis. And the reason I wanted to start with Jordan Dominic is because I think I see a similar situation of O'Shawn Mathis and his production last season. Because then, again, there's a reason players are going into the portal. Step back in 2021, he is a raw pass rusher with lots of upside. Six foot five, 257 pounds, great athlete, movement skills, explosiveness, burst, fluidity. All those physical things are there, but to me, it's the rawness of a pass rusher that I see that makes him an appealing target. Now, uh, some of the things I've heard is likely going to stay in Texas, might not even get him on campus, but there's a reason to give you an example of what you can find in the portal this year is not an Arnold Ebikidi that had great production somewhere else and then is bringing it to the Nittany Lions. Those guys, the Murphys, they are going somewhere else. So now you've got to find guys, the hidden gems, the reason they left the school that they were at. So true pass rushing sets, seven sacks in true pass rushing situations in 2020. O'Shawn Mathis, that's a great number. That is why he was a potential breakout candidate this year in the Big 12. 
Now, that's the difference from 2020 to 2021 is in those critical, game-changing, third-down, obvious pass-rushing situations. He did not perform as well this past season, especially from that sack total. Now, the total sack total is not a huge difference, but nine versus four, that is kind of that that is a step back. But if we look at the underpinnings of the way he wins and his physicality, roughly the same win percentage and roughly the same number of pressures over the last two seasons. So that is what tells you that there is there wasn't the step back that you would expect. Um, it was more a situation of chance and luck sometimes with those sacks. Now, the rawness is something that would make me concerned where you need a guy to come in that is a veteran who knows how to rush the passer. And if you're John Scott Jr. and you're bringing in a guy that's, you know, an experienced player who's been on the field a lot and still doesn't really seem like when he addresses the offensive lineman, he has a clear plan of attack. I mean, you you can you can be confident in your ability to teach him, but I, I bet his defensive end coach and his defensive line coach was was pretty confident TCU as well. That being said, from what we understand, that's going to be a hard get for Penn State. And it's not just that they need defensive ends. Like I said, they need pass rushers. Because if you look at the roster, they have a lot of guys that can stop the run. Jordan Dominic, to me, as, as much as he would have been a valuable add with a veteran and another guy that can, you know, get to the quarterback, he looked like more of a run defender to me. From a physical standpoint, from a technique standpoint, Penn State's got those. You look at uh, Zariah Fisher, we've been told, has taken a step forward physically, but a young player coming from linebacker, probably more of a run stuffer than he is a pass rusher. Same thing with Nick Tarbert, and they're like clones of one another. So those are your strong side defensive ends. Then you got guys like Amin Vanover and Hakeem Beeman, who might be defensive tackles, but based on the way I thought they looked at Max Testing Day, both looked leaner and more like defensive ends. Obviously, they're going to be tweeners, so if you're going to rush the passer with that group, they might be on the inside anyway at three technique. And then finally, you go over to the the young, unproven guys, the guys that it would be a miracle if they stepped up, especially Devon Townley Jr., who is a redshirt freshman, and then Smith Vilbert, who flashed during the bowl game. But if Penn State were confident that they had a hidden gem there, they might not have put out five or six offers at defensive end in the transfer portal. So Penn State, in a bit of a stuck situation, where they're looking for something very specific. Now, that is, that's not to say that more guys can't go into the portal, but right now, O'Shawn Mathis is the guy that fits the description. And losing out on uh, Grayson and Gabriel Murphy was a bit of a blow, from my opinion, of what was out there and what they could have done at defensive end. And here's why this is important as well. Last season, Arnold Ebikidi was the pass rush. There's just no, no other player had more, I think, than 12 pass rush pressures, and he was up, you know, top in the country, top in the Big Ten, one of the best pass rushers in the nation. But Penn State also, when they didn't get pressure, had a really good secondary. A lot of veterans, too. Brisker, Tariq Castro-Fields, Joey Porter Jr., and Tig Brown. That was a veteran group. Now they're putting in a young guy in Kalen King, who got some experience last year, but is a sophomore. Sophomore Jalen Reed is likely going to step into a role. Redshirt freshman Zaki Wheatley might be another guy who's getting into that, that situation as well. These are young players. They might make mistakes. And to just take the burden off of those guys, getting sacks helps. Even as they've moved away from sacks at all costs sort of pass rushing to more of a contain 
situation on the defensive line, you still need to get pressure. And right now, it's Adisa Isaac, who's coming off an injury, seems healthy from everything we've seen, but we have not seen him be the pass-rushing leader. We haven't seen him in two years, and even when he was on the field, I thought he got pressure at a good rate, but never really got to the quarterback and made difference-making plays. I don't think he flashed the same way that some of his predecessors did early in their careers. So, bit of an unknown there as well. Finding that out in spring ball is going to go a long way. Whether Zariah Fisher's taking a step forward, where they're playing Beeman, how they're playing Beeman, all of those things, getting more insight into the defensive line as a whole, will help. But this really leaves, and this is ultimately what we're getting to, this leaves one avenue for Penn State to find pass-rushing pressure. And that's from the freshman, Deny Dennis Sutton. Now, originally, so far this offseason, I have done my best to you know, maybe slow down the hype train about Penn State's five-star prospects between Nick Singleton and Drew Aller and Deny Dennis Sutton. But a couple uh, last week or two weeks ago, I think it was, we had a show here on the BWI Daily Edition talking about the five-star players and how they translate to the college football level, especially in their first year. Nate Bauer did an awesome series of articles about that, and what he found is maybe even more than running back because running backs tend to rotate a lot and there can be guys that redshirt. It is a position you can be very deep at. Defensive end, when you're one of the number one or number two ranked defensive end in the nation, you can make an impact your freshman season. And that goes all the way from Miles Garrett, who had a bunch of sacks. I think he had 10 plus sacks one year to Joey Bosa, who was the disruptive force to Nick Bosa. Over the last 10 years, if you're a five-star defensive end, you can make an impact. Almost all of them got at least a sack in their career in their freshman season. And most of them were a part of the rotation. And, and to put this up here again, Denai's coming hard for that. James Franklin talked about how he needs to be a factor. And just check out his Twitter. This tweet for, was from a couple of days ago. He's coming hard to be a factor in the pass rush next season. So normally... I would say don't count on the freshman. Give him some leeway, especially the quarterback position. Even the running back position with Nick Singleton, he's going to be splitting carries. He's not going to be the guy. Defensive end, if you need somebody to go get the pass rusher, yes, I don't want to say that it's not complicated. But if there's going to be a place that you just throw a freshman out there with great tools and say, hey, go chase the quarterback. Deny has the skills and the physical ability to do that. He's one of the more pro-ready, uh, pro and I'll say pro in, in, in air quotes, is college-ready, step-on-the-televised-stage players to come in and translate. So that's what we're down to at the defensive end position. Adisa Isaac and the freshman deny Dennis Sutton. It's a good thing they got a five-star in their dissertation because otherwise I don't know what we would be talking about. It would be another one of those, well, this looks like it's going to be rough for Penn State in the fall. So that is going to conclude our view of the defensive end situation at Penn State. And of course, follow along here at Blue White Illustrated, bluewhiteillustrated.com as we find out more information during spring practice. We'll be keeping up to date, following along uh, that and being at all the open availabilities that we can go to and see and glean information for you. Of course, with the Blue White game coming up on uh, in April. So... Make sure you subscribe, bluewhiteillustrated.com, sign up, and we'll get you all that information. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk to you tomorrow.